he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. So to jump a little bit before what we read, something Jesus says that kind of um, kind of starts our our reading for today off from Matthew four seventeen. Jesus began to proclaim. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. What does that mean to begin a ministry with words like that? I wish I would have thought of that on my first day here, November 28th, 2021. Imagine my sermon beginning, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near may have you wonder what you were getting yourself into, though you may still be asking yourself that question over the last 14 months. Truth is, I mean, that really could have been a great name for Jesus' three-year journey he is about to begin. And actually, maybe, as I think about it, that might be a good uh, name of Mark's gospel, too. Jesus is telling the people from the beginning, repent, or a better way of thinking about it, change your perspective on what you always thought to be true. In confirmation class on Wednesday, I'm not going to quiz the kids, you're welcome. We had a conversation about John the Baptist and who John saw the coming Messiah to be. In class, we spoke about how we thought of successful leaders, successful not just in what we wanted, uh, so like the kids were talking about leaders who are fair, we looked out for all people who are honest and the like. But then we started talking about successful and how they got to their position and how they kept it. Because we, while we want fair and honest and caring leaders, the truth is sometimes those successful leaders and the leadership can be seen as success successful because they bring in brutality that are able, that's able to 
um, to get people forced into following them. Leaders like Hitler and Idi Amin and Stalin, Franco Sisko, others who found success in fear of their people, forcing them to submit or to think like them. Even in this country, as you study leadership and the treatment of minorities over the years, that may come to mind. John the Baptist was looking for a Messiah, Messiah, a savior, and all that he knew and experienced was leadership that silenced those who spoke up by public executions and who instill fear in the people. And then here comes Jesus, who is nothing like what the people have experienced. Is it a wonder that John even doubted who, the truth of who Jesus was? And in our passage today, Jesus, for the first time in the Gospel of Matthew, speaks to the people in a way that will solidify his leadership, or at least give people an idea of what is to come. Why should they expect this guy to be the Messiah? How will his leadership compare to Herod? Where will they go to find comfort and safety when things become difficult? Because with all the hope that they cling to, they have had that previous experience to hold on to, to think is normal. And in comes Jesus and presents these words, this truth that will cause people to change their perspective, in other words, to repent. And while we tend to box these blessed R's in the Greek, makadoso, to limit them to only these nine examples. The truth is the list goes on and on. It includes people we may not even want to place those words on. Makadoso, blessed R. Blessed are those who will die today. Blessed are the people who are seen as subhuman. Blessed are those living in war-torn areas, included but not, including but not limited to Ukraine, Palestine, Mexico, Syria, Libya, Somalia, Democratic Republic of Congo, Central African Republic, Yemen, Afghanistan, Iraq. Blessed are those who know that their spouse will probably be done today. Blessed are the children that witness or are part of that violence. Blessed are First Nations people whose truth continues to be ignored or erased. Blessed are unarmed black men. Blessed are those who are afraid to tell people of their truth in their sexual identity or who they love. Blessed are all those we condemn without even listening to their voices. Imagine being one of those people 
in hearing these words spoken by Jesus. Imagine being one of those people who Jesus lifts up as being seen and heard. Imagine the power in those words, blessed are you. Imagine the power in those words. Imagine how the words could even change your perspective, cause you to repent. This past week, I attended the Synod's Winter Theological Event at Luther Park by Mohampian Shatak. Under the title, Re Rebound, Unsettled History, Hopeful Future, we gathered with our neighbors from the Ho-Chunk community and speaking for myself, began to hear these stories of our first, our first people, the damage done by leaders and lawmakers and judges and even done by Christians. The truth of how we, immigrants to this country, set out and were given permission to steal land and destroy a population it was heard in my head and even more it was heard in my heart. I was surprised at the number of, the pe of people there, highly educated people, who seemed to be hearing this information for the very first time. And I believe there are many reasons for not knowing, hearing, or comprehending this difficult information, including fear and this need to protect the self. Jesus begins his ministry with words that flip this world upside down because Jesus points out God's connection with those people who don't seem blessed. Because the people are not rich. They do not come from prominent families. They are not the religious leaders that find themselves having all the faith they could ever need. They don't find themselves living in uh, living comfortable lives surrounded by family and friends. People who are not pinnacles of the community or they're just not welcomed. And yet here Jesus says that they are blessed. And for you who find yourself like outsiders, the alienated, the less than, the grieving, the faithless, or the faith struggling, hear the truth. You are blessed. No matter what the world tells you, because it doesn't matter what the world says, it matters what God says. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. Thanks be to God.